I always thought I'd spend my 16th birthday at home with my four sisters and closest friends, having the sleepover of all sleepovers, with streamers and balloons overtaking the living room, a bottomless bowl of salt and vinegar potato chips, and enough chocolate to feed a small country. We'd watch movies, pausing occasionally to drool over hot actors, before turning up the music and dancing around like lunatics. My eldest sister, Talia, and her twin, Tamara, would probably bring out their Ouija board and freak the crap out of all of us. With our nervous systems on high alert for an impending ghost visitation, it'd be more like a no sleepover. Add the fuel of excess sugar and hormones to the fire of fear, and we'd be up all night for sure. Instead, I spent my birthday fast asleep. In a coma, to be exact. Not exactly the picture I had in mind. And I doubt the picture my sisters had in mind either. As the youngest child in the family, everyone always treated me as though I was made of fragile glass. And as one of triplets, my birthday parties were always shared with Serena and Sasha. But for the momentous occasion of my sweet 16th, we were separated by my inconvenient lack of consciousness. Not so sweet after all. I wasn't aware of my birthday taking place, or aware of anything for that matter. I only remembered the heavy, drowsy sensation after the anesthesiologist put the mask on my face, and then everything around me faded to black. It was a risky operation, no doubt about that. I'd been given the choice of living my life with the ticking time bomb of a brain aneurysm, or having surgery to hopefully repair the damn thing giving me the possibility of a so-called normal life. As any teenager would have done, I reached for the hope of a normal life, that holy grail of adolescence and the need to fit in, to be accepted, and to figure out who the heck I was. The idea of walking around with a head that could explode at any minute was about as appealing as wearing the pink sweater with a trail of fluffy pom-poms down each sleeve that Grandma knitted me two Christmases earlier. I was told to expect a shocking headache on waking after the operation. But what I didn't expect was not waking up at all. There was no headache, no lights, and no doctors and nurses hovering around me. Okay, there could have been, but I wasn't aware of them. I was trapped in a prison of darkness with no way out. That was until the 14th of April, two months after being wheeled into the operating room when a strange jolt coursed through my body. Warmth flushed my skin, and a kind of bubbly sensation tickled me from the inside. And for the first time in a long while, I saw something. The image was as clear as day. I knew it was real. And then I opened my eyes. Did you feel that? I thought I heard... The sound of my sister's voices became apparent as light soaked into my aching eyes, drowning in a thick blur of white. Oh my god! Savannah! Quick, someone get mom! I wanted so much to sit up and hug them, feel that I was indeed alive. But my muscles were deaf to my brain's commands. At least my ears weren't. The mismatched symphony of sounds gnawed at my eardrums, But I didn't care. I was alive. My family was with me. 
The familiar click-clack of my mother's shoes grew near, followed by her soft breath and cold palm on my face, before it was quickly replaced by a sharp light protruding into my eyes. Savannah, can you hear me? An unfamiliar male voice asked. Blink twice if you can hear me. I blinked. Twice. She really is awake. Honey, it's mom. Everything's going to be all right. I... No. It was as though I was speaking for the first time. The words sounded like strangers hijacking my throat as it scratched and strained in effort. It felt weird. But at the same time, I felt pretty awesome.